Welcome to the subscriber-exclusive weekly transit talk of the podcast Astrology and Stuff, where we try to talk about serious subjects without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm your hostess and sacred clown, Sampriti. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And as always, thank you for being here. Welcome to the week of February 27th. I am recording this on Tuesday, February 28th. Um, I was unexpectedly away from home all day yesterday, so I didn't get to record. But it's it's kind of a no harm, no foul situation because everything that I'm going to be talking about that happens that really impacts us this week, it starts tomorrow on Wednesday. <clears throat> but for consistency's sake, this is the transit talk for the week of Monday, February 27th, 2024. So how is it, once again, how is it that January lasted six months and March begins at the end of this week? Um, I don't understand that. <laughs> time is, time is really is not real, is it? Um, not the way that, that, like the linear time, the expectations. And we're actually going to be talking a little bit um, about that. That's going to take up some space in this week's astrology. But before we get there, if you are new to the Patreon and if you are new to um, Transit Talk, welcome. Welcome, friends. Um, I love having more bodies in the room, even if it's, you know, metaphysically and metaphorically. <laughs> I feel you guys. I do. Um, and we're setting up the the next um, Q and A um, episode. And if you haven't, if you have questions, and if you haven't submitted your questions, go back on the um, on the the Patreon thread, and you can find where I kind of announced that, you know, we're going to be gearing up for the next Q&A episode. And that's where you can, you can message there and that's where you can leave your questions. No questions too small. Um, if you are here and you have a question about a related subject, chances are there's really no subject that's off the table because that's that's the whole shtick, right? Is that everything indeed is connected. Everything is related to everything else. So even if you don't think, if you're if you're kind of questioning, like, I don't know if this is something that she's talking about or if this is an appropriate question as far as, you know, if this is even related to astrology, try it out. Try me. Because I promise you, I will make it about astrology or human design or, um, you know, interconnectedness. <laughs> it's Pisces season. Let's do it. Um, hold on just a sec. Okay. I'm back. I needed to go get the spray bottle. The cats are in particularly, um, salty moods today. And so I had to get armed. Um, so a little bit of, of housekeeping. My books for March are open. Um, I've already had a couple of bookings. Um, if you are looking for natal chart readings, if you're looking for like a, a kind of a check-in 
that uh, you're like, oh, I hear, I'm hearing a lot about this eclipse. What does that mean for me? And how does that relate to my chart? Um, the 30 minute transit option, like if you've already had a natal chart reading, um, you're already familiar with, you know, relating to your astrology and you want to check in on a, on a specific transit, that's a fantastic option. It's a half hour. We focus on one, maybe two transits and we go very deep. Um, and if you're looking for astrocartography, this is how your astrology relates to geog- you know, geography. This is the math of how the earth is set up, the energetics of how the earth is set up and how it relates to your chart. That's a thing. It's amazing. Um, I offer those readings. I offer human design readings, um, which will invariably have me introduce to you perhaps gene keys. <laughs> I've been finding that that's happening a lot in my human design readings lately. It's almost like it comes as a package deal. Um, and then of course, soulful doula sessions. So I am finding, uh, I've, I've been offering soulful doula sessions since September, I believe. And I'm finding that the more that I interact with people, within soulful doula sessions, the more I'm finding language about what they are. And honestly, if I could find any other term, any other term, I would absolutely use that. And I'm, I'm obviously looking for another term for this, but it is energy work, not, and no shade, no shade to anybody who who labels themselves as an energy worker, who identifies as an energy worker. I just have internalized bullshit judgments about that vibe. Um, and I won't even I don't even need to go any further into my own personal uh, situation with that with that judgment, just laying it all out there. but energy work, I would, soulful doula, KMRT, kinesthetic, magnetic, um, um, excuse me, kundalini magnetic resonance therapy, get it right, Sampriti. It is energy work in that it is the study of how energy works. It, I would, the sensation of studying KMRT and practicing KMRT is closer to me being in a really hot and horny physics class than in like a Reiki session, right? Um, I get off on discussing how energy and matter operate. You know, phenomena. I have a ninth house Pisces Mercury. This is super, super horny business for me. It's super satisfying to just engage with how our personal internal life becomes our external life, right? And the the nugget of that is desire. And so in Soulful Doula Sessions, um, I've had a lot of people come to me um, around inquiring about, um, this is what I want to bring into my life, whether it is, you know, I want to become a mother or a father, or whether it is I feel like I'm at a huge crossroads right now. And I feel like I've got one foot in old trauma land and I've got the other foot in what my life is becoming. 
and it's causing a lot of stress and it's causing a lot of tension and I kind of don't know who I am anymore. Um, soulful doula sessions are for you. If, if that's kind of how you, and you've already, you know, you're, you're not, um, really connecting that personal desire itchiness directly to astrology. Like if it feels deeper than that, if it feels deeper than just information, um, what is happening is you're coming into a more authentic relationship with how you work in the world and how your internal desire creates your external reality. And for so many of us who have done a lot of the healing work, a lot of the clarifying work, like capital W work, it's where we, we always come to this place of like, well, now what? I, I feel like I know all the things and how do I put them into practice? Um, KMRT is, is what I offer to teach people how to, um, how to teach themselves how their energy, how their own energy works how their own desire works. And you know what comes from having an experience with your own energetic cycles and with your own desire cycles and with your own within your own manifestation cycles? You know what happens? We become more patient. We become more secure. We because we feel safer in our own system because we understand it. We have not just mentally understanding it, not just words and, and information and shit like that. We emotionally understand how we work. We spiritually understand how we work. And then we physically understand how we work. So it becomes, there becomes, there's this, there's another word that's become very overused, but embodiment. Everything, like if you've been on this path of, um, healing, spiritual enlightenment, um, or spiritual awakening, um, uh, working with chronic illness, um, just all of, the, all of the things that come into our lives, you know, divorce, uh, marriage, moving, becoming a parent for the first time, losing somebody, grieving somebody, uh, dancing with death, you know, whether it's personally or relationally, all of these, these events are initiations into higher states of consciousness. And we, when we are able to we, um, engage with that, like life brings us that on a platter, at some point we desire to feel more confident in where that plugs in. Like we've been through a lot of change. We've been through a lot of transformation. Now, how do I live? What do I do with all this? These are also really great sessions for people who are post Saturn return, because I've talked to a lot of y'all within your Saturn returns. And, um, and I tell you, uh, or hopefully I, hopefully I tell you, um, that, Saturn return is one thing. It's, it's this great deprogramming season, but nobody really talks about the 
period of time post Saturn return, like when you're 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, where it's like, well, I deprogrammed, now what? What do I do? And the answer is, whatever the fuck you want. Well, how do I do that? And the answer is, however the fuck you want. But it's, it's a void space. And what helps matter within a void space? Structure, systems, processes, um, information, a grid, really. And that is what KMRT is. It's, it's playing, it's, it's, it's being in the grid, it's doing work within the mathematics, the mathematical grid of how life happens. Like, no big deal, right? So if you're, I didn't even plan to talk about that that much, but as you can tell, I get very um, horny about, um, you know, phenomenon and <laughs> natural law, <laughs> Nerd. Okay, let's get to this week, um, shall we? So what happens tomorrow on Wednesday? Um, we have a Mercury Kazemi. So this week is all about Mercury, mostly to all, about Mercury, Saturn, and the sun in Pisces. Okay? And the first thing that hits is, and three things are hitting tomorrow on Wednesday, um, you know, if you are like three or more time zones or rather four or five more time or more time zones um, west of us, then it's going to be like late Tuesday. It's going to start late Tuesday night. But otherwise, I think this is mostly Wednesday for everybody who's who's in the Patreon. Um, Mercury Kazemi means a Kazemi, a fantastic Italian word. Um, astrologically, it means... Um, a, a Mercury or Venus, um, usually coming into a really tight conjunction with the sun. Okay. Broad. We can, I like, I use this term broadly. I know there are some, some astrology nerds who really like to stick to the details of the exact degrees and the minutes and the seconds, et cetera. Um, again, see my Mercury in Pisces. Let's do watercolors. Let's do broad strokes. Let's do abstraction. Um, freedom lives there. <laughs> so um, Mercury Kazemi means that Mercury is going to be where the sun is. And where is that? That's going to be nine degrees Pisces. So Saturn's been in Pisces for nearly a year now. And Saturn is also at nine degrees Pisces. Um, the sun went into Pisces about, you know, eight or nine days ago. And Mercury went into Pisces a couple of days ago. And this, all of these planets together, all of these planetary bodies together, I'm going to give you kind of the broad picture of this in Pisces. Um, we become one of the, the big truths, like fundamental truths that is landing for us this week is the oneness, the oneness that at the, you know, that cliche that 
you know, people like to, you know, they need a quick cliche to address things like racism, really huge, fundamentally human (laughs) issues. They need a like one sentence glib little quip to address that. They say stuff like, well, we're all the same color on the inside, things like that. Um, Pisces is that, but you take away the glibness and the cliche and you insert total enlightenment, okay? Speaking that from the archetype that is absolutely closest to God, absolutely closest to source, absolutely it's the 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 juncture the junction that the human has to everything like capital e everything all right pisces is always going to bring that but really is there separation question into the conversation And Saturn, having been in Pisces for a whole year, while um, Pluto has been grinding through the last two degrees of Capricorn, is a vibe that is different, I am feeling, different than Pisces, excuse me, Saturn having completed a retrograde in Pisces already, nine degrees in, we're approaching the second decan of Pisces, like the, 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 the second third of this trajectory. There's a little bit more experience. We've already gone internal. We've already checked in with the soul with that Saturn retrograde. We're back out of that retrograde and we're pointing all of that wisdom and all of that authenticity and all of that alignment with the the God in all of us, i.e. our soul, we're pointing that energy out into the world and anticipating a reflection, a reflecting back to us of that God, okay? Saturn, and then on top of that, you have Pluto now in Aquarius, like pretty damn comfortable in Aquarius, like, okay, I'm settling in. Yes, we've got 10 weeks, Later on in the year where I edge back in for my final foray in Capricorn for 240 some odd years. Um, but I'm really, I'm here now, guys. Um, this is a different vibe. There is a vibe of, oh, this, this, this really, this is something, this is something that I believe to be true before. This is something that I'm feeling feeling to be true now. This is something that I'm seeing become true, tangibly true. There's a tangibility to the oneness conversation. There is, and therefore there's a tangibility to the falseness of the separation conversation. All right. And This week, with Mercury and the sun playing, because Mercury and the sun come together tomorrow morning, Eastern time around 4.30 in the morning, 
on the same degree mark that they share the degree mark with Saturn. It's not at the minutes, it's not at the seconds, so it's not like an exact conjunction. But if we're just going by degrees, it is a conjunction. So Saturn, Mercury, and the Sun all coming together, nine degrees Pisces. Um, Do you have something at nine degrees Pisces in your chart? Do you have something at nine degrees Virgo or Gemini or Sag that might square up with this? Do you have something at nine degrees Cancer or Scorpio that might trine with this? Check in with that. Um, This is with, with Mercury and the Sun engaging here with Saturn, not only are we receiving a greater accessibility to enlightenment, and I'm not using that word in the spiritual sense. I'm not using that. I'm using it in the mathematical sense. I'm using it in the in the um, measurement, like unit of measurement. Like if something is very heavy, it has a lot of density, right? It, not strict, you know, not purely speaking, but just for this purpose here. Yes, if something has a lot of density, it's going to be very heavy. If something doesn't have a lot of density, it's going to be very light, okay? Um, density equaling a, a level of vibration that is lower, right? So if you think back to... Um, spectrum, the light spectrum, measurements of light spectrum, just measurements of any wavelength, okay? The, the, the higher density you go, um, the lower, the slower, the longer it takes for energy to move through that matter. So it's gonna, that, that wavelength is gonna be a lot longer, Um, it's going to be a lot, the frequency is going to be a lot lower. Okay. High frequency happens, you know, the, when the matter through which that energy is moving is a lot lighter. And so what does that, how does that translate to our day-to-day lives? When we heal shit, when we let shit go, when we allow the universe to have its way with us and we allow our, we surrender when we feel the resistance and instead of further, you know, resisting, we surrender to that resistance. We, we accept the sensation, you know, acceptance, surrendering is all healing these are all, all very useful healing modalities. Um, what is happening there is, yeah, we feel like we're being pulled through the ringer. We feel like a Zamboni and a sausage grinder had a baby, and that thing is making its way over us. Um, but what is happening is life is happening. Matter is happening. Transmutation is happening. Things are being purified. We're dropping stories. We're dropping uh, ways of being and we're dropping ideas and belief systems and thought forms that have all the whole spectrum of density within us. This can look like um, things that just live in our thought environment, 
This can look like things that live in our emotional environment, slightly heavier than the thoughts, slightly more density. There's more to it there. And then there are things that live in our physical realm, that level of density. These are belief systems that have been ingrained in order to gain that density, to gain that, you know, with the help of the gravity, gaining that gravity to become emotional responses. And then over time and over practice and over repetition, it becomes further ingrained into the physical substance. Okay. Um, So that's why I loop in when I describe healing, I often loop in chronic illness or maybe acute illness that is a, you know, depending on the setup of your, your natal chart, the setup of your energy blueprint, some, some setups promote that physicality to the, um, the, the physicality of this, this system of this, uh, process, a little bit more than others, meaning people with chronic illness, people with repetitive illness or repetitive injury, there is a, and I'm not speaking on the human level, I'm speaking on the soul level, there's a desire there to drop a lot of shit in this lifetime because that physical stuff, that high density stuff, it holds the most repetitions. It holds the the most weight. And so when we when we deal with the 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 psychological disorders, quote unquote disorders, the the physical disorders and the emotional disorders and then, you know, they're all connected of course. Um and when we're in seasons where we are really paying attention to this, th- these things are pulling our attention. And we are paying attention, but we are also inviting in a new way to pay attention, perhaps with more consciousness. That action, inviting more consciousness in, it lightens up the density. It, it creates a, a different frequency. And that high-density low frequency stuff literally becomes enlightened. Okay. That's what I mean by enlightenment. We, all of us are, are dealing with the matter of enlightenment all the time. (laughs) We, it's inescapable at this point. Um, God damn it. (laughs) Um, so that's what I mean by enlightenment and with the sun and then Mercury being in so tightly with us, we have a lot of awareness around this. Like there's an ability and perhaps a desire to talk about it, to think about it. There's an availability of seeing the pattern of our, of the enlightenment process. Okay. So putting it in a little bit more down to earth terms, um, you, you, it's almost like this week is there's a lot of accessibility, a lot of availability around 
watching yourself shift gears, watching your, yourself, if you use this language, shift timelines, watching yourself come out of a healing season and like have the goods, right? It feels like when we, a couple of years ago and, or honestly, guys, I don't, I, I have difficulty sometimes in, I've had a, I've had a fucked up last seven years, um, lots of transformation, lots of healing, lots of shift, lots of all of it. And also the world has had a fucked up, you know, last seven, eight years. So I honestly don't know. I can only speak from myself, but if you have come through, like, especially the last four years, where it's been like Jesus Christ when when is it going to stop when 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 do the hits stop coming or at least when do they slow down this time period right now that we find ourselves in is one where we have access in different ways depending on our stories right depending on our individual stories and how life is being lived through us right now there is access to you know each and every one of us has access to like oh a greater, like the greatest level of objectivity and not objectivity that's, let's dry, but objectivity that is spirit informed, that is source informed. And that objectivity really, it's the objectivity of like divine timing. You know, I am always in the alignment of divine timing what's the, what's the phrase? It all, it, it's all, um, it, it all turns out right in the end. And if it's not right, then it's not the end. Okay. Um, what feels like, and, and all of these things that I'm saying just in the last couple of years, last couple to seven years felt like it took a lot more of my energy to believe them. Like it, it was a further stretch. It was a longer stretch. It took a lot more effort to reach to get to that place of like, oh yes, I remember. I remember. I'm in alignment. I'm re- I'm remembering that I don't have to doubt myself. I remember, you know, all of these things that like kind of help us feel. We reach for, and then they help us feel better, and then they it kind of goes away because we level up and the stakes get higher and then we have to reach for it again. And it's, and then we bring it to us and we integrate it and then the stakes get even higher and the kind of the feeling of safety goes away because we're just constantly quickly growing. And now feels like the time where the stretch doesn't feel as stretchy. It feels like it's just right here. And I think this last Virgo full moon, um, over the weekend, I was talking with this with, with, um, my fellow soulful doulas and some of them were like, holy shit, this was definitely an inside game. Like this, I felt it move through me, da, 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 da. Honestly, I was expecting that experience because Virgo Pisces, um, new and full moons, full moons, really, um, they, they don't, they feel very personal to me and they, they feel 
sometimes I feel like they're ripping my guts out um, because they are. And my experience and then a couple other the doulas, their experience was similar in that it felt like we were watching it happen, like the collective guts get pulled out and but it it wasn't a necessarily like a harrowing feeling this time around it was an enlightening feeling it's like for forgive me guys forgive me but it's like when you go to the bathroom a lot and the difference between how you felt like walking around beforehand and how you feel kind of walking around or like if you have a dog or a cat and you, they very obviously are going to the bathroom and they, then afterwards they just like, and they're just light as a feather and they're zooming around and they feel so good. And there's just this, this energy, um, it's, it's, it's there. It's that feeling. And I think, I don't think I, I know that individually and collectively, we let go of a lot for this, you know, last weekend with the full, with the Virgo full moon. And so coming into this set of, um, of transits right after that is very informative. And okay, so we have the sun and, and Mercury coming into a conjunction. Well, what, what does Saturn do here? Well, I spoke a little bit about Saturn, like moving into Pisces and kind of comparing and contrasting the feeling of that pre-Pluto in Aquarius, post-Pluto in Aquarius. There's that differential. But, but and within this set of transits this week, Saturn is the thing where we feel it in our bones. It's not just thoughts uh, being in infor- thoughts, Mercury being informed by consciousness and creativity, Sun, it's bone deep. Saturn, Saturn is all about time. Saturn, I'm a person who has Cancer Capricorn nodes, so that means that this lifetime, for me at least. I am on in many ways obsessed with time cycles. And because the moon is governing Cancer, my north node, and Saturn is governing Capricorn, my south node. These are the rulers, the embodiments of the time cycles in the great, the macro, Saturn, and in the micro, the immediate, the moon. Okay, lunar cycles, karmic cycles. Lunar cycles, moon versus karmic cycles, Saturn. And so with with Saturn's influence here, Saturn is able to bring a groundedness, a structure, a very comfortable and welcome Excel spreadsheet to all of this creative and oneness and, um, and spirit filled awareness. Okay. It's helping us ground it. It's helping us take it and put it, it almost like I got a, um, a visual of like bees where 
God, they're so intelligent. Like they have their own intelligence, but they, they're not sentimental, right? They all have a goddamn job, right? And, and just try getting in their way, right? They have, they have this hive and the hive is filled with all of these little, depending on their jobs, you know, they're, they're either in the pantry or in the nursery or, or taking care of the queen directly. Um, they have all of these little capsules or these little compartments, um, within the honeycomb and, they they have to go go out and get the the pollen. I'm I'm obviously not a melologist or mel- melisologist. I think is what they're called. Um, I'm not a bee studier, uh, but they go out and they get the food and they directly know what to do with it, and nothing gets in their way. They don't get distracted. They don't get. Um, they don't have quote unquote energy leaks. They don't have insecurities. They don't wonder if, if they're doing it quick enough or if they're putting it in the right little honeycomb section. Um, they don't wonder what the other bees are thinking about them. They don't wonder if their, their pollen baskets are making them look fat, uh, or if they're too fluffy or if their wings are too short or what have you. They are not bothered. They just have a job to do and they do it efficiently and they do it beautifully. Okay. Saturn is bringing that level of success because Saturn ruler of Capricorn, this is how success happens, right? This is how we actually build the thing. This is how we actually had adhere to the system. Um, in order to create a sustainable system, something that is going to stand the test of time, okay? So not only are we gaining access, because like uh, transits like uh, Mercury Kazemi in Pisces can potentially feel very airy-fairy, very um, spiritual girl on TikTok with crystals taped to her um you know, or wired to her forehead with copper wire, right? And if that resembles you, no, no shade. Do do what you want. You got it. We all got to do us. But um, there is definitely a culture of style over substance when it comes specifically to spirituality, and when it comes to the the law of one. Oh my god, I'm sounding like Dr. Bronner now. Um, but the meaning the just the fundamentality that everything is connected to everything else, right? That's Pisces. That can get very poetic. It can get very sentimental. It can get very, it's whatever you want it to be, man. Um, because Pisces is also this, because it's oneness, there's no boundaries there. There's no, like, it's a boundlessness because everything's connected to everything else. It's just like one big cuddle puddle in so many ways. With Saturn there, Saturn is the boundary creator. Saturn is the Lord of time of like, here are constraints. Here is the the border. Here is in in which we can color, right? Um, So because Pisces will not... Pisces also has to adhere to a system because Pisces is a part of the system. It's the last part, but Pisces is the is a part of the system. So I personally 
love Saturn and Pisces. Now, I am not speaking as somebody who has a natal Saturn and Pisces. Um, I've worked with a, a lot of y'all. And um, trust me, it gets better after your Saturn return. Okay? It just, it absolutely does. Uh, you will find the grid, right? You will find the solidness. Um, but this is how we get there. So um, when is this happening? So Mercury and Mercury, Kazemi, Mercury and the Sun come together first around 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, and then Mercury then moves on from the Sun to Saturn um, uh, at 10, around 10.15, 10, 10, 10.30 uh, Eastern Time. And then the sun continues, you know, Mercury moves on and then the sun comes up to Saturn for a sun-Saturn conjunction around 4.15, 4 o'clock, 4.15, 4.30 um, Eastern time. This all happens tomorrow on Wednesday. So um, you do whatever you want, right? Just, just pay attention to what feels easy. Pay attention to what you trust yourself with. And if you are in a, a season where you're, you are going through a lot of transition, there is a lot of change, there's not going to be, because there's so much movement, there's not going to be a, a great sensation of trust because there's so much movement. <laughs> because trust is, is really built on, on a solidness, so we got to go deeper, when we're, when we're talking about self-trust within highly transformational times, high-speed times, high-stakes times, we just have to go deeper, okay, to find the part, to find the layer that isn't moving, okay? There might be this huge river that is, is rushing through your life, th rushing through you. Maybe you're the river. Um, you dig you know, you come to the, the riverbed, there's going to be some kind of silt and, and dirt movement there because the current is so fast. But you dig underneath that, maybe like a foot, and that soil is, is not moving, right? The river on top of it is moving, but that soil is not moving. You have a part of you that is, is still solid, our job within these times is to find that part and to connect with that part. And it can feel like not really paying attention to all of the, all of the movement in your life. Well, like, well, I, I can't, I can't deny or I can't ignore this part of me. It's not ignoring and it's not denial. It is plumbing the depths so that you can find a, you, you can find solid ground so that you can hold. It's that anchor. You've got to anchor yourself. We all have to anchor ourselves, especially in times of transition. So let the current flow. We can't stop it. We're not supposed to stop it. Our higher self doesn't want to stop it. Our higher self called it on, right? We agreed to this. But to the human, it can be incredibly sensational and it can be incredibly disruptive. And so we have to, we have to dig that anchor a little bit deeper in order to find that solidness. Um, and then on Friday we have the sun sextiling Jupiter. So the sun's going to be 11 degrees Pisces and this is sextiling Jupiter at 11 degrees Taurus. Um, 
again, I'm loving the Taurus Pisces sextile vibe. This is another flavor of spirit being, you know, spirit, greater consciousness informing the solid, you know, Taurus informing specifically our, our, our environments, whether it is our somatic environment, our body, whether it is our, um, you know, material environment, our, the, the material life that we have built for ourselves, or whether it's natural environment, you know, Taurus is all of these things. And Taurus is ruled by by Venus, again, is about our value systems. How does our somatic environment like to be touched? How does our somatic environment like to view things? What does our somatic environment, meaning our senses, our bodies, what is beautiful to our immediate somatic environment? And so we then magnetize, we create that in wider and wider bubbles of environment. And our our immediate environment takes on the, it starts to reflect the values that we have um, through our, that we come into contact with through our senses. And then our home environment, our material environment, and then the environment around us. And the environment around us part, it's hard. It's, it can be, because it can be very, very, very easy to get swept up in, damn near impossible to not get swept up in this fast moving river of transformation that is Earth's transformation, okay? That involves a shit ton of disruption, obviously. And the consensus likes to pay attention to the suffering aspect of that transition. And individual consciousness, the health of which, the health of our bodies, the health of our mental bodies, the health of our emotional bodies, depends on a certain amount of beauty. So looking out at the, and I am speaking from personal experience, looking out at the natural environment, it can be very easy to only see destruction. It can be very easy to only view death. It can be very easy to only feel grief. It is make it your, if, if you find that this, this is describing your experience, make it your goddamn job to cultivate beauty to search for beauty. Yes, put on the rose-colored glasses. It doesn't mean that you are in denial of anybody's suffering. You are not in denial of any wrongdoing, but you are addressing the boundary of personal accountability and personal responsibility and how global transition the entirety of which is not dependent on one person's response to it. And let me tell you, grief is a response. Worry, anxiety, and depression are reactions. 
These are two different things. Responding to the great, the great upheaval, the great global upheaval, specifically environmentally. And by environmentally, I am talking human too, right? Human genocide, human war is simply a reflection and an expansion of environmental genocide and environmental war, uh, violence, right? Um, we can re- we automatically the more the more um, at home we are that we are within our own nervous systems, within um, our own stories. The more grounded, the, the deeper that anchor goes, we can tap into what is we are automatically tapped in. Not we can. We are automatically connected to the grief. Obviously. The anxiety and the depression and the hopelessness is not grief. It is reactionary. Response is intimacy and interdependence with the rest of the collective. Reaction is is a it's a it's a a mechanism of separation. When we feel one, when we feel and we experience and we live as if we are one with something or with the collective, with the earth, etc., there is a response. Okay, there is an there's a this this dance of receiving sensation and information and then sending it out. When we are operating from the place that, you know, very fun, and I'm talking really deep stuff here, guys. So if this is not, if this isn't landing, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, Just let it go. Um, Reactivity, it comes from a place of perceived separation. We feel isolated. Um, And this isn't, this is mostly unconscious, Old, old, really ingrained unconscious stuff that comes up through feelings of loneliness, feelings of isolation, feelings of depression and anxiety and sickness and worry. You know, I have to do something because if I don't, it's it's all going to go to shit even more and it's never going to get better. That is not a response that is reflective of where the earth is and where humanity is. That is a re- that is a reaction on from a personal wound from the individual, i.e. me, i.e. you, working out of their own woundedness. Okay, and this has so much to do with Chiron and Aries right now too. Um, so. This sun, um, sun sextiling Uranus in Uranus, massive transmit transition, massive disruption, like on the cataclysmic level, seemingly that's Uranus in Taurus, environmental, okay, natural resources, um, our home, our natural 
home, and all that that entails, okay, the word home. Ecosystem, ecology means the study of home, okay? The sun and Pisces sextiling with this is is bringing us a remembrance of like everything that kind of aha moments of everything that I just talked about that engaging with being a part of the collective at this time of great transition and great disruption doesn't necessarily mean that we have to give up our sense of beauty, that we have to give up our sense of joy in order to be connected. Um, it is beauty and joy and oneness and connection, maybe most crucially of all, connection. These are all emanations from the truth that there is simply a shit ton of transition right now, okay? And obviously I am speaking this um, as a white-bodied, you know, cis woman in a house that the bank owns, but I don't rent, um, you know, in, I'm not in the middle of a genocide. I'm not in the middle of a war torn neighborhood. I am speaking from that level of privilege. And I'm also speaking things that people within war torn, um, environments and as well as out of them, People have been saying stuff like this forever, for as long as as con- people have been talking about consciousness. And that is that just because shit is getting real <laughs> and, and shit has gotten real, it doesn't mean that we, it doesn't mean that things like beauty and joy and love and connection don't matter they matter most of all because that that is what this whole world truly vibrates off of and i'm not speaking spiritually i'm speaking mathematically okay all right that is um i'm never going to get back if i keep going down that rabbit hole but there you go <laughs> there's all your pisces goodness an hour long sermon um, if you have any questions, please don't, don't hesitate to message me here on Patreon. Um, if you want to get in touch with me on Instagram, um, at Sam Life. Um, if you've got my email and you're, you know, you're a client, um, feel free to email me as well. Um, and thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Love you all.